John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming baptism of repentance for sin, for the forgiveness of sin. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sin. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And the voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Word of God to the people of God. Again, we welcome you to uh, Good Shepherd United Methodist Church this morning as we worship together in this nice warm sanctuary uh, as it is a little chilly outside for most of our likings. I happen to be one of these folks that like cold weather, however... This is a little bit extreme even for me. I welcome you this morning as we receive together what God has in store for us here at Good Shepherd in 2024. Much in store for 2024, as Bennett has said, and as, as you have heard several times at the beginning of this year, is our mantra for your staff and your leadership as we journey together into this new year. Everyone is invited us is invited to join us on this journey. Thanks for being with us this morning, whether you're in the house, whether you're online, but we welcome those of you who may be here for the first time, whether you're here or online. And let's take a moment this morning as we wave to each other, as we welcome our home folks this morning who, who may be having that coffee or a tea this morning as, uh, as we worship together. Don't forget to to comment if you're online and let us know that you're here and that your presence is with us. I'm Pastor Regina and I look forward to spending this next little bit of time with you. Today we begin our sermon series entitled, This Is Us. Throughout this series we will reflect on, on who we are. Who we are as individuals, who we are uh, as Christians and as a church with all of our faults and failures, our assets and successes, our strengths and weaknesses, we are ultimately and most importantly sons and daughters of the Most High God. We forget that at times, don't we? Despite what we may feel or who the world sees in us, we are claimed by a God who loves us more than we could ever imagine. We forget that, don't we? We're going to remember that as we move through this series. We are beloved. Never forget that fact because this is the only fact that matters. This series will help us examine our core values and will begin to direct us in our next steps as we discover our future self's identity. 
Over the next few weeks, we will rediscover or discover maybe for the first time how to live out our faith in a world whose culture seems to to be moving further away from a godly center. This series will teach us how to keep ourselves centered on Christ and how to live up our, live out our faith in the 21st century as a more deeply as we more deeply become the Christ-centered church that we are called to be. So, who are we? Who are we? Who we are as Christians flows out of our baptism. Everything we do, everything we are as followers of Christ has its origin in our baptism and the covenant we make with God and to the church as we take our baptismal vows. Many churches began the new year with a renewal of baptism as they celebrated the day in the liturgical calendar of the baptism of our Lord. Now, we're a little late here at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church in our, in our affirmation, but what better way to, to begin a sermon series and, and to have a fresh start than to discover who we are as individuals through our baptism and as we, as a body of Christ, renew the vows that we are initiated, were initiated to in our baptism. If you want to turn to page 50 in your uh, United Methodist hymnal, we're going to work through um, a renewal of our baptism covenant. If you haven't been baptized and you would like to be baptized, speak to me after, after church so that we can, we can begin to have some of that discussion. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given a new birth through water and the Spirit, as this is God's gift offered to us without a price. Through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism or we seek to maybe enter into how it feels to be baptized We acknowledge what God is doing for us and affirm our commitment in Christ's holy church. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? According to the grace, do you confess your Savior, Jesus Christ as your Savior? Put your whole trust in His grace and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. According to the grace given you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? Let us join together as we continue with this blessing over the water. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, and you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through the water and the flood. You set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt and led you to freedom through the sea, their children you brought through the Jordan to the land that you promised. Sing to the Lord, all ye earth. 
tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the waters of the womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection resurrection, to make disciples of all nations. Declare his works among the nations, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit on this gift of water. Call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptism. For you have washed away our sin and clothed us with righteousness through your lives, that dying and rising with Christ we may share in final victory. I'll praise to you, Eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, with who the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. As you remember your baptism or seek to wonder what that connection is, remember your baptism and be thankful and know that the Holy Spirit goes with you in all that you do. Amen. This Is Us was a popular television program drama a few years back. How many of y'all watched it? Watched it from beginning to end, right? If you missed it, you can catch it in several streaming services, and I invite you to do that as we begin this series. Many folks were drawn into the dynamics of this family. It began with a young family expecting triplets who who loses one of those triplets shortly after birth. But simultaneously, an an African-American infant was abandoned at this same hospital at the same time. Through a series of events, this young Caucasian couple adopts the child. This Is Us is filled with real-life issues we all face in all seasons of our lifespan. We see marital strife, weight issues, the desire for perfection, parent-child issues, body image issues, addiction issues, relational dysfunction, financial strife, identity issues, aging complications, end-of-life struggles, and definitions of successes and failures, and it goes on and on. But all of these we see in our 21st century culture. These circumstances play out before us in real time, and we identify with the story and the characters in this family, even though it's not our own story. It draws us in. It becomes our story. One continuous scenario with This Is Us is how these siblings interact with each other, all of them different in personality, interest, and for one, even in appearance. But they all come together despite these differences, and they support each other as as life gets tough. That's how a Christian community should work. All of us, differing backgrounds, differing personalities and passions, all working together, supporting, loving, and caring for each other in the name of Jesus Christ. We are all connected with our efforts to keep ourselves separated, even with all of those efforts that we try to keep ourselves separated. We are all connected. We may not always agree with each other, may not always look or act alike, but we are connected. Jesus sets that bar for this behavior and how we as Christians are expected to follow suit. There's something about the story of Jesus' baptism that draws us in and makes our story connect. It's because Jesus identifies with us. 
Now, several years ago, uh, there was a movie entitled Brother, Who Are, Where Art Thou? Anybody see that one? You were either a big fan of this movie or you were not. I tend to follow in the not category. This movie is loosely based on Homer's Odyssey. It deals with a picturesque adventure of as Ulysses Everett McGill and his companions Delmar and Pete in the 1930s Mississippi. These men, having been sprung from a chain gang, are trying to reach Everett's home to recover a buried loot from a bank heist. They were confronted by a series of strange characters and events and a blind prophet who warns the trio that the treasure you seek shall not be the treasure you find. There's a, a, a neat scene on that morning that as you, as you see uh, Delmar and his buddies see this group who uh, uh, stumble upon a church as they're going through their baptismal ritual. Then it's taking place in this dirty, nasty river. There are folks who are robed in white singing the hymn that we just sung, the old spiritual, and they're walking into this dirty water to be cleansed from their sins. Now as this trio watches, Delmar is overtaken by the moment, filled with the Spirit, and is baptized as the others look on. This clip from Brother Where Art Thou is, is, is really about my only favorite clip in the movie. But it plays out the dilemma that we all face as we struggle with the choice to commit our lives to following Jesus Christ or trying to make it on our own in whatever life choice that we're trying to make. So if you don't really haven't seen the movie or you don't really like it, look for that scene. It's pretty obvious. Everybody's dressed in white, headed to a dirty river. So look it up and see how that, that connects to our struggle in our daily life, particularly as the guys are having conversation with each other. In our scripture reading today, we hear how the Gospel of Mark doesn't begin with a sweet baby Jesus' birth like in Matthew and in Luke, but at the river. At the river where Jesus begins his ministry and launches into his true purpose for coming to earth. The entire Gospel of Mark then focuses on the question of who is Jesus. It starts with the good news that Jesus identifies with us and comes to the river to be one of us. Jesus didn't need to be baptized. He was perfect without sin. He didn't need John's baptism of repentance. Jesus chose to be baptized and invades the scene at the river in a moment of solidarity. This act is the part of, on the part of Jesus shows us that we don't have to cry to God. God comes to us. We don't have to act, we don't have to have our act together. We don't have to know what we need in Jesus. God in Jesus invades our world. God came to us and makes this sto- His story our story as individuals and as a faith community. As Christians, we are called to be scandalous for the gospel. In a moment of Jesus' bapti- baptism, we see Jesus' scandalous behavior. This, scandalous, this is scandalous behavior because Jesus didn't need to be baptized. He should have knocked John aside and took over the baptizing or, or had been, or had at the very least been standing on the bank smugly thinking that he was the only one without sin. 
Jesus should have been, at the very least, standing on the other side of the river pulling saints to safety. But no, not our scandalous Jesus. He walks down into that dirty river water and gets in line and walks in the dirt alongside us. He joined a ragtag band of sinners who didn't even know that God in Jesus was standing right in front of them. Jesus identified with them, and Jesus identifies with us. Because Jesus stepped in the river and and makes his story our story, we know that God will not give up on us. We can know that we are accepted just as we are. Even with our parent-child issues, with our addiction issues, with our body image issues, with our financial and marital issues, our need for power and control issues, our identity issues, we are accepted by Christ because Christ loves us. Because Jesus stepped into the river and made his story our story, we can know that we are forgiven. Because Jesus stepped into the river and made his story our story, we can know that we are beloved sons and daughters of God. That's why Jesus went into the water. God can't and won't give up on us. That's why God continues to invade our world. We identify with Jesus at the table. We see in Jesus what we are created to be, creatures of love, hope, and reconciliation. Creatures who, because of this love, hope, and resurrection, offer to us in the capacity to love others as we are loved. We have the opportunity to offer hope to the hopeless, to be reconciled to those with whom we differ. The communion table is a communal, a continual invasion of God into our lives and into this world. We see in Jesus the love in which we are created. At the communion table, we encounter Jesus' love among us yet again. All are invited. All are accepted. All are forgiven and all are invited to join Jesus in his loving invasion in the world. Everyone, all of us here this morning, are invited to the table. The same sinners among us of which we are all, like it or not, The outcast among us, which at some point in life, we all feel like we don't belong somewhere. The doubters among us, which we can all claim because it seems so unlikely that God could love us, warts and all. The princes and paupers among us, because all of us have been both. The captive and free among us, because we are all imprisoned by something. All of us, All of us sitting here this morning, all of us online, we are invited into God's presence, into a life of participation in God's kingdom. Each time we celebrate Holy Communion, we are all invited. It starts at the very beginning of our ritual. We recognize the gift that God gives us. We receive the gift offered to us through Christ's mercy and sacrifice. We remember at that communion table just how much we are loved. Let's not forget that, folks. Let's not forget that we are all one in Christ, loved by a God who created us for relationship 
to be in relationship with a God who loves us unconditional. This is who we are. We are beloved sons and daughters of a Most High God. Amen. on the word that was brought to us. Let's stand and sing together. Come as you are.
not wandered too far. Come home, wanderer. Come. Come, let God enter your life and go sharing God's love with someone else. Amen. So lay down your burdens. Lay down your shame. you are.